2: Hey guys, it's Hinch from Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. And if for some reason you're not already tired of listening to us on the show, well, I guess I got good news for you. We now have a YouTube channel so you can watch us on the show as well. Go to youtube.com, search Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, and you can see myself, my co-host Alexander Rossi, that guy Thim that sometimes shows up, you know, doing what we do. So go check it out, subscribe, like all the videos. Thanks so much. This is Off-Track Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off-Track with Hinch and Rossi. Guys, I've really switched it up. Do you remember back in the day when I used to get Panera every single time we did this show?
3: That wasn't that long. Uh, you say back in the day. Yeah, I guess, that, was that was like six months eons ago. ago. yeah ago. It wasn't, that was no, it was longer than year. that.
2: No, no,
4: I think it was last year.
2: How long know. have we been doing this show? I feel like... Too it this long. Yeah, yeah, it, it, feels, it
4: feels like an eternity. It feels like a lot of episodes ago I was doing at, that.
3: At what point does this
4: end? When we die and we have the sweet <laughs> relief of death. Wait, the show
2: or the sandwiches? So I... Both. I yes. I haven't had a sandwich on the show in a while. I actually had Panera the other day right before we recorded in honor of that, but I didn't have it on the day but today i mixed it up and i'm smashing a jimmy johns sub and this is all in an effort to get alex his unlimited jimmy johns black oh, card man, back I
4: miss that <laughs> i miss when you got i actually the unlimited. i actually
3: i actually ha- i th- i don't know you it. still
2: have the card but does it still work
3: i think i just have to call the number and have them reload it like, I, think, I went yeah i went, Can I went we to try jimmy that? johns
4: yeah we should definitely try that i went to jimmy johns out here the other day like I saw one, there's only like two in LA and there's one over by Hazel school. I got out of a, like a parent teacher thing early. So I went to the Jimmy John's and I was like, Oh man, I'm so excited. They do. No, nobody sent any LA Jimmy John's the memo about the freaky fast part. Really? Like, I've never, and it's, it's both the locations in LA. There's one in Koreatown and one in Beverly Hills and they're both like the most laxadaisical Jimmy John's I've ever been into. It's just like, Oh, you want a number nine. Okay. I well, me just, uh, Okay, what does that have on it? Let me just uh, sprinkle that on there. It took forever. Gonna, <laughs> let me just Google what's on that sandwich real quick. Yeah, well, it was like you realize that's the whole point of your like that's your raison d'être. It
2: is, it is, it is absolutely their their point of existence. And I gotta say, in Indianapolis, they kill it.
4: Oh yeah, like, it's like that. It's
2: like, yeah. I haven't even hit order. It's like, would you like to receive text message updates? Yes, I would. Well, good, because your food's here. I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
4: Yeah, they, it's incredible. They're pretty good on the freaky fast part. In LA, it's just freaky good.
3: The other I thing found—I haven't found it yet—but I found um, two of my uh, players' cards for casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Same casino or different casinos?
4: So wait, did, good, Have good. we talked about the Jimmy John's black card on here before? Oh, I'm
2: sure. I mean, maybe at some point. But quick recap for those that missed it: 2016, a guy named Alexander Rossi won the Indianapolis 500. Well, he was an idiot. What an idiot. Couldn't could even make it back to the pits. He ran out of gas. What a loser. So he was doing this post-race press conference, and there's like you know the, the, the litany of, of interviews and, and media things you got to do. At some point, he was like, hey, guys, I've been driving for 500 miles and then doing media for a couple hours. I'm kind of hungry. They're like, oh, well, what would you like? He goes, I don't know. Just give me anything. Give me a Jimmy John's or something. So someone from IndyCar, I assume, went out and got him a Jimmy John's sub. Was, maybe they were selling them at the track. I don't even know. And so, while sitting in the pre- c- press conference room on TV as the most famous racing driver in the world, in that moment, he starts smashing a Jimmy John's. Do you know what you were eating? Do you know which one it was? was it was like a number five. That's like- all I get is a five.
4: Yeah. yeah, good man. I'm a number nine man myself.
2: Well, I get a tuna tom sometimes, but yeah, number five. You say a tuna tom? Yeah. Yeah. So that's hilarious because I'm always a number five, and today I got a tuna.
3: Yeah. Um. Sometimes I'll get the the like haymaker or whatever that. I don't even know what that, that is. Gargantuan one, like the one that's like at the bottom of the menu, mm. the, the just like with all one. the meats, um, right? So here's here's what happened with that. So I got I got free I got this black card for Jimmy John's. Um, Didn't like Jimmy himself reach out to you somehow? Yeah, I mean he wrote the he wrote the note, uh, which was really nice. He was like glad you enjoy my subs. Here's Jimmy John's forever um, type of thing. So the card came preloaded with like two hundred dollars of, of value, right? And then there's a number on the back of it that says, anytime the balance gets low, just call this number and basically give them your card number and we'll refill it. So I, I, I did that often, but it started getting really kind of annoying because, and this is going to sound like <laughs> a, a big, big first world problem, right? But like when I'd go to pay, they wouldn't really know how to deal with it. because yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know what it was. So I'd give it to them and they'd like, look at me weird just put it in the machine. I'm like, well, no, it's... It's this a is like a VIP card? card. yeah. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I don't really know how to explain it. Just there's a way for you to input it and swipe it. And they'd kind of look at it and they'd be like, oh, well, let me try and do it as a gift card. And then, they'd, and then they would ultimately figure it out. But like the app wouldn't really take it. So I'd always have to call and place the order. And so it just got... I was like, well, I'd just rather start paying for it.
4: <laughs> that, we... I can't even go uh, I can't even fathom how many sandwiches we had in that period of time. And but, also you know, like <laughs> cookies yeah. and bags of chips <laughs> and
3: yeah, I mean I'm you, slightly concerned because it's not where I thought it was. Well, if you if you do get oh, it Oh, I found another
2: player's card.
4: If
3: you do Is, it,
2: get it lined up again, if you could go ahead and order me $200 worth of these bad boys, <laughs> I'd be no all problem. about
4: it. I was also going to say if you have a problem with like having to use it every time I will gladly use it every time. I will go in and explain it. I will <laughs> Tim will do the work. So here, You're not so always
2: here when we want sandwiches,
4: Tim. I, I'm saying it can come here. I'll wait. I'll even go to the slow Jimmy Johns out no, here. Because then we so, can't eat them.
3: So here's the other funny thing that came as a result of the five hundred. Someone someone from the local media was like, So where's your like favorite place to eat? And I had only lived in Indy at this time for like two months. Yeah, two so minutes. I wasn't I wasn't at all versed on restaurants. All I knew was the Chains and Jimmy John's, right? And so the first thing that came to mind was that month, I think Marco, Connor, myself, possibly James, I don't really remember, in and in a group, Spencer, went to this place called Big Lug Canteen. And they have these, these wings that are still, I think, the best wings in the city. I mean... Fat Dan's probably maybe slightly better, but Big Lugs are, are fire. Like very, very good. It's like, oh, my favorite restaurant is is Big Lug because the chicken wings are, are awesome. It was top of mind. And also I didn't want to be like, oh, well, my favorite restaurant is the Applebee's. Say right? Elmo's and like, whatever. right. So they they caught wind of that and sent, sent a message and they were like, you've got free chicken wings for life. And I was like, sweet. Again, though, like... There was not even a card for this. They were just like, oh, just when you come, just say you've got free wings and like, we'll know." And so we tried to take desperate advantage of this in the beginning, and it worked, they, but again, they put a little. They so, put
4: some rules on it eventually. <laughs> it was like. Well, it was right. like Alex's
2: wings. If we were yeah. with a group, <laughs> whatever you ordered was free, but what are the rest of there was, was There was a
3: period of time where we, we would order for 15 people. And, and, we go, well, a, it's free. and we
4: get takeout. And like, you and wouldn't show up. <laughs> it would be like me showing up to be like, okay, this is fine now, but from now on Alex has to actually pick them up <laughs> Did
2: they right. also like dedicate a booth to you? Like, isn't your, sure you, you got a plaque on a booth there.
3: Yeah, haven't been because again, <laughs> I appreciate it it is so awkward to walk in there and be like, oh, well, I have to sit at that table, my name's on it, also while you're at it give me my free chicken wings, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I would rather sit at a different table, pay for my wings than deal with that conversation. That is,
2: that's, yes, I could see that. I could see that having right? an awkward, like, yes. You don't want to like walk in and everybody know who you are. And if they don't make sure they know who you are. Oh my God. Point, and then be no. like, and as a result, I deserve free food. Like the, yeah,
3: it's, it's tough. The I, again, I, I appreciate, the, I appreciate the gesture. I stop by Big Lug often during the summer when I'm on my bike, and it's a great place to finish with a beer right there on the Monon. And if you haven't been and you're local, check them out. Check out the wings. But, yes. Um, so that is, that is Alex's free food story. Now, that being said, if anyone from, like, the Cunningham Group or St. Elmo's or Hyde Park, they want to extend, you know, free meals That, I will be more... I
4: think at um, at Hyde Park or St. Elmo's, you'll maybe get a free shrimp cocktail.
3: No, Hyde Park, they pull out the special (laughs) special fried lobster for us, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you guys want to
2: become official partners of Off Track with Injun Rossi, it would only take one free meal a month with plus ten
3: thousand dollars.
2: Plus ten thousand dollars, obviously. Because <laughs> yeah. we're cutting it down to just to only ten thousand dollars because of
4: the the, the, free meal. the free meal. Otherwise it's fifteen. You can be a right. silent partner without the ten thousand. We have a lot of silent partners. That's why right. you don't hear a lot of ads.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or get free. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Evidently. Um
2: so uh, happy belated birthday. It was your birthday on the weekend. You turn like a million years old now, whatever you are.
3: Shut up, James. Shut up, James. You're still like a decade older than me. Yeah, and you're catching up,
2: bud. Uh, that's not how that works. Uh, Percentage-wise, every year you get a little bit closer.
3: No, yeah, I don't. No, that yep. is 100%.
2: a five-year. Nope, a five-year gap when you're 25 and I'm 30 is a bigger percentage than a five-year gap when I'm 55 and you're 50. It's called math. Look it up. We can do some long division about it. <laughs>
3: No. No.
4: It's still. I can't believe you're still actually only going to five years, but it's a smaller. I percentage. said percentage yeah, wise. Yeah.
2: You are catching up percent. You are X percent younger than me. A little bit less every year. That percentage goes down. No. He's yeah. on his phone trying to figure yes. that out. Yes, this is not. No, it debate. goes up, James. No. How
3: would it well, go it, up? It depends how you're defining that. 50 it. divided by 55 is 0.90.
4: Okay, but, but five, which is the gap, is what he's talking about. The, the percentage of the gap gets smaller.
3: That's irrelevant.
4: It's the how much older no, he is. No. Alex, okay, no. look
2: at it this way. Look at it this way. When I'm 10 and you're five, right, I am twice your age. I'm 100% older than you. By the time I'm 100 and you're 95, I'm 5% older than you. Do you understand that? Yes. So that's what I'm saying, is that every year the percentage that I'm older shrinks.
3: Right, but in terms of the actual percentage of the age differential, it's actually bigger.
4: No, the age differential is not your your percentage of his age increases every year. Right, differential, the difference between the two decreases.
3: So I am I am a larger no. So you're you're a larger percentage of of
2: my age, which is a smaller difference.
3: You're catching me. Just stop. You're catching. In this in this very specific example, I hate having these stupid dumbass (laughs) age conversations with you, James. That's why I love them so much. I just can't wait till you guys, like
4: you know, are at the retirement home together, sitting out on the porch still arguing about this, dude, what do you want to retire to? It's gonna be so what? it's gonna be a weird answer
2: let's 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 get let's let's like plan ahead for what old folks home we want to end up in
4: Boise told you told you it'd be a weird one
2: Idaho <laughs> yeah. No, no follow-up. Yeah, all right, we're going to leave it at that. (laughs) So you had a a great birthday. Uh, Your actual birthday we spent um, at Whiteland Raceway, a go-kart track south of Indianapolis. Which longtime
4: Uh, fans of the podcast know, Alex loves go-karting. Big go-karting guy. So (laughs) he
2: generously agreed to participate in a pro-am, which means he has to drive with strangers go-kart race, the thing that he hates, on his birthday. So, like, if you ever want to argue he's not a charitable guy, you know that's not true. It was the Driving for Dyslexia Pro-Am. was the first time they've done it. It was a lot of fun. We had 11 teams. So the pros, Alex, myself, Connor Daly, Ed Carpenter. We had Callum Mylot, We had Brendan Hartley, Philippe Albuquerque. We had Hunter McIlray. We had McKenna Haas. I know I'm missing somebody. Matt Brabham. Matt Brabham. There was a local ringer go-karter kid Elliot who spanked everybody pretty handily, but anyway, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was
3: it was it was it was
2: fine. Uh, yeah, how was your first time it, in a go-kart for ten years?
3: I didn't like it. Like I, I was very happy it was done. Um, the track at Whiteland, I think, is is pretty cool as far as go-kart tracks go. I think Sarah. And Andy Fisher—I don't know if that's his last name—but Sarah Fisher and her husband Andy oh, um, have done uh, an amazing job of um, kind of revamping it and, and bringing it back. I didn't realize until I got there and read the sign that it's America's oldest go kart track. Is that what that so, sign said? I saw a yeah. little like historic thing there, but I didn't realize. Yeah, that's so what that's what was- fascinating. That's actually. pretty neat. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so you wouldn't—you wouldn't know it by looking at it. And, um, it was, it was a great event. We raised, or sorry, the, the, the event raised $52,000, um, which was a huge, huge number. And I think for year number one, um, it's only going to continue to get bigger. So hats off to all those involved and and Billy Vincent, who kind of was on the sporting competition side and providing the go-karts and, and, and such, um, yeah, it was, it was actually a fun event, minus the go-karting. Like, I, I did enjoy the day, <laughs> minus the driving of the go-karts. Um,
2: Still mind-boggling said- to me.
3: Yeah, dude, did you have fun? Like, I didn't get to race anyone. I just it okay. around. I like, will it was say just, that it wasn't yeah, enjoyable.
2: The, it was less of a pack race than I thought it was going to be. I was surprised how much separation there was by the end, or, like, during the race. Like, yeah, thank God for that gentleman's caution in the middle.
3: Right. I mean, I just drove around. I, my amateurs had me start fourth. I drove around in, in second, finished third. And I didn't that. see a car. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't see anyone really. So, um Yeah, I see your point. I see your it point. It wasn't. Yeah. And and it was it's a fast track and I didn't have a rib protector, so like 10 minutes in, I was like this is starting to hurt and I'm not enjoying it and You had the option for a rib protector
2: doing? and you opted but against it. But I'm not a bitch. bitch.
3: <laughs> I'm just gonna moan about it later, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I was gonna say I'm everything not, you've not, said not,
4: in the last five minutes uh goes against that statement. Has been oh, that's been bitching. <laughs> that's not true. Um
3: but I think I mean it was it, it, it to have like Brent like I was just thinking about Brendan Hartley being there. Like that's a big deal. It's huge deal. Albuquerque, yes big deal, right? Um, so I just think that goes to show, you know, how much people want to give back. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a multi-time Le Mans winner, XF1 driver, multiple Daytona 24 hour winner, whatever, not local to Indy, but you know, they had the opportunity to come and support the cause and, and they made the effort. And, yeah. I they were, they
2: were it. in town for like a day and just had enough time. To, I think Brendan Brent even canceled other plans. I forget what it was he said he was doing. He was
3: well, it was wake surfing. and It was like 60 degrees out. So oh, right, right. It was, it was supposed to be a super automobile. hard decision.
2: Well, yeah. fair. Uh, but still, like you say, the fact that uh, it just shows what a community like racing is, right? What a family is. Drivers from different series, different continents of where they race just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And everybody signed up. And and for the most part, other than Alex, had a blast, even with the driving part.
0: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards.
4: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: The awesome charity go-kart race and your birthday wasn't the biggest thing that happened this weekend. That is technically...
3: True James.:
2: Well, I'm glad you agreed. I'm glad you agreed on that. <laughs> I wasn't yes. sure. Alex, on why behalf is it
3: technically? of technically.
2: because I mean, you could argue that raising 52,000 dollars for eh. driving for dyslexia. and
3: also and also, you know, turning 31 versus, I mean, listen, I got engaged. Yay! to someone: yay, yay. to someone that I've lived with, or a bit sorry, been dating for five. Six, five going, five going on six years. So, in a lot of respects, other than the official like moment, right? We were kind of already at that point, right? Yes, so it is different it, now. It, it was a much, it was a much bigger news and deal for her. At well, all females, I feel like that, that day is is a bigger deal for. Her. Um, but ultimately, I was also pretty pretty excited about it. Um, I didn't sleep the night before. <laughs> I say, were you nervous? Even though I. I had a pretty good idea of what the answer was going to (laughs) be yeah i was i was still like nervous about the situation and was it going to go as i had kind of envisioned it right you want the execution to hit right and then like i had all these notes of things i was going to say and then i said like six things and then it was just a, a emotional mess um so yeah that it was it was very it was cool but also like I don't. No one was surprised, which I think is is good. Um, so yes, here we are, um, kind of going through. It was kind of interesting. We we spent instead of watching TV last night, we sp- were on YouTube, kind of uh, youtubing different venues and like locations that one could go have a wedding and let me just say guys it's going to be a hell of a time (laughs)
4: yeah i can't wait i'm excited
3: yeah
2: did you did you did you guys have an idea like before you started googling stuff did you have an idea of where you wanted to do it
3: yeah we have we have a pretty good idea um but you know it's it's amazing like i've always thought about it and how ridiculous it is but like you got to go to these locations you got to make a trip and like make sure it's as you would want and all of this stuff and that's just a it's, it's work oh
2: yeah the, yeah yeah that's yeah. that is and true cash. So, work of and cash
4: lots cash. so just yeah. a reminder both james and i do officiate weddings
2: oh i plan on being not in any kind of state <laughs> to be
3: having that sort of duty zero neither of you are allowed <laughs> that's we were that's not on fair. the list that's
4: fair yeah I that is that. totally fair okay so
2: Okay, so you said you had this all this whole like I was it a speech that you had planned out, not a speech, just
4: more things like you want. Bullet points. All right,
3: and you only got through what? Half I got through maybe mm, 30 40%. 34 percent And then I was just like, it, will you marry me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please <laughs> tell <laughs> me that that's actually how you said it.
3: No, I no. Well, did you get kinda. frustrated
2: that you couldn't remember more stuff and just say, whatever, just will you marry me? Some derivative of that.
3: Some derivative of that, That's yeah. the most,
2: well, it's the perfect Alexander well, and Ross. And the other,
3: the other thing is like, I didn't, it was, we we went for a walk. Um, and so Philippe was actually with us and we went for a walk in, in the park and we're going to a farmer's market and had the dogs and everything. And Philippe was, was brought up to speed as to what the game plan was going to be and where he needed to like fake a phone call to his wife and kids back home and all this stuff. And we were on Google earth, like giving him a lay of the land and such. And then it got to the point where you had to, like, carry the ring somehow. Um, But it wasn't warm enough or cold enough, sorry, to to wear a jacket. And it wouldn't fit in my pants. So he was like, just just put it in your underwear. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, where else are you going to put it? You can't carry it. And I was like, that's fair.
4: I like that don't wear skinny jeans was never an option here.
3: Dude, I don't care. Like, <laughs> what pair of jeans are you fitting a ring box in? I don't care if they're skinny jeans yeah, or not. Yeah. Like that's not an option. You have to have like a whole lot overalls, I think, for that. Right. Or fair, like fair. baggy shorts or something, workout shorts. So um I put it in my underwear and had to do half the walk with this ring box next to my. <laughs> um, whether that's romantic or not, I don't know. The funniest part was when we got to the place and I had the dog sit and I like kind of positioned her. You had so to go dig was, it
2: out. You look yeah, like you're a pervert in public. Yeah, reaching in your pants. Oh my god! Awesome. Yeah. Please tell me there's Very a picture cool. of that.
3: Chris might have that. Yeah, that—that's <laughs> the picture I want to see. Is you standing yeah. so I—I had I had um, a photographer hiding in the bushes. We had gone the day before and done like recon of how it was going to be and make sure the time of day with the lighting and everything was good. So it—it it, it went off ninety percent as I would have hoped. That
4: could have gone cool. real bad for Chris. If somebody like found him in the bushes before you guys got there, it's like, no, no, no. I'm just with, the the camera? with a camera telephoto lens uh, for like a not <laughs> oh. creepy reason. <laughs>
2: all right. Yeah, so all right. here's a, here's a question I've got. Does Kelly remember anything that you said? No. Yeah. See, I did the same thing. I stressed. I had this whole thing planned out. And when I I pulled the box out and then start this is where I screwed up. I pulled the box out and then started the speech. So it was very obvious what was happening. And she just immediately started ugly crying and remembers absolutely nothing of what I said. I did not have to stress at all about what was being said because she remembered none of it. So were you smarter? Did you pull the box out first and then start your speech? Or did you start the speech and then reach down in your pants? And then she was very confused as to what was happening next. And then she saw the ring box and it all made sense.
3: No, um, I had to before I kneeled down. I had to undo my pants and pull the ring box out. Um, at which point, she knew what was happening. Hey, did, she you, also, did you like put her back to her and just do it? So no, least, no, okay. no. I just All right. and then I kind of looked she to my right like, oh, and I, I made can, sure Alex and I made sure <laughs> Chris was there. And I was like, "Well, here we go." And then did it. Um, so, but she didn't ugly cry. She happy cried a little bit, but she was mostly just like nodding her head and being like, "I'm." Yes, like get to the point. Trying to not ugly cry. Trying to keep it. Right. Like, let's just yes, moving on. Um, but yes, it was (laughs) moving on. It was it was nice. Um, I'm glad that that part of our relationship is uh that that crossroads has happened.
2: Um, and so yeah, as are we. Cheers, buddy.
4: The uh, to cheers you with. Well,
2: cheers, guys!
4: Mm. Cheers, my anxiety meds.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, not surprised at all. Right,
4: I'm really happy it worked out, but it also would have been really funny if she had like the sense of humor and the timing to be like, "Nah,
3: I don't." I think she's been waiting for a while, so I don't think that was ever on her radar.
2: Would have been funny though. It would have been pretty funny. So here's it's funny you talk about like that part of your relationship, like. Like one part's now behind you, that moment's now passed, and now you're on to this interim phase before the wedding. I really am bothered by the word fiance. I don't like the word. I hate it. So, like, I called Becky my girlfriend until we got married, even though, yeah.
3: That's what you're going to do.
4: Is it because you guys hate French people?
3: I mean, no, no. But it's just, it's such a bougie, like, oh, I'm better than you were. Yeah, I just, it it is. It's a very pretentious
2: sounding word. Totally unfair, totally unjustified, but that's just how I felt and uh, how I still feel. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I'm glad that you're on the same page and I'm not just a terrible person.
3: Will not do it. Probably be a fight about it. Don't care. (laughs) There will definitely be a fight about it at some, at some
2: event, you introduce her as your girlfriend. It's like for the 18th time. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's still still not doing it
3: unaffected James <laughs> unaffected. Oh, man. So yeah, so so that was a big weekend. I mean, I hated I hated having <clears throat> the attention for my birthday so much I turned a birthday evening into a surprise engagement party You're gonna keep this going aren't you because now you're just gonna get married
4: on your birthday So again, it's not about your birthday and then every year your birthday is your anniversary. So the focus
3: is on that That is interesting Honestly, so one of these venues that we're looking at, they have different rates depending on the season. Of course. Well, originally we are planning like mid-October, but October is when like the rate doubles. Ah. So we were also like, oh, well, the last weekend of September is pretty much October. (laughs) So we might do that. So yes, it would essentially turn my birthday into a wedding, um, which is great.
2: That's strategic. Also an easy way to never forget your anniversary. Correct. That one's, that's pretty, it's pretty heads up thinking. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in the racing world, we got Petit Lama coming up this weekend, which you are not participating in this time.
3: Praise be.
2: Praise be the Lord. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I do want to talk about and get your opinion on this. So your old team, old Wayne Taylor racing, uh, whom two of their three drivers were with us on the weekend at the go-karting thing. One of them, Philippe, was staying with you for a good part of the week last week. Um, Interesting situation. So they're going into this last race, right, for everything. The 10 and the 60 are locked in a very tight championship battle. There's the equivalent of one position's worth of points. IMSA's got a weird point system. So equivalent of one position's worth of points between them. So basically, whoever finishes in front is going to win. Yep. Kind of depending on where they qualify because there's points for qualifying, but regardless, let's just keep it simple. So, <clears throat> the 60s bringing in obviously they are two normal guys, and then Elio Castro Neves, who has a ton of experience in that car. He won a championship in that car. He won the Daytona 500 with that team earlier this year with that car. Day, well, Twenty-four is
3: Daytona, not Daytona five. Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brain fade. um 25 at Daytona. And like their confidence in his ability is so high that like he was the anchor in that race. Like he, he closed that one out at Daytona. Yeah. <clears throat> no? He did. Okay. No, he did. But that, that wasn't why? Was it a drive time thing or something? Yes. Copy. Yeah. Well, either way, I pulled it off. Yes. Then you've got the uh, the 10 car, which you were in, which Will Stevens was in, along with the two main drivers, Ricky and Fleet. Now, <laughs> you and and will are not available so brennan hartley has been drafted in to be the third driver for the 10 car there's for those of you for anyone who doesn't know like you could not pick a more like a higher caliber more accomplished sports car driver than Brendan hartley to go do a sports car race that said he's never driven the acura didn't know the team don't know if he had met his teammates before this week i don't think he had and he's going into like a winner bike winner take all scenario in road Atlanta this weekend when it's probably almost 99% going to be raining for a good chunk of the weekend. Thanks to hurricane Ian or whatever. Now that's a difficult spot to be in as a driver. <laughs> like when you did that race, right? Like your whole thing was all, cause you were in a couple of championship battles with those guys and you go in there just wanting to protect what they've done and worked for all season long. And your job is just to like, be quick, be consistent, don't make mistakes and then hand it back over sort of thing. But like, could you imagine that scenario?
3: No, I, I, I I couldn't, um, purely because of the reason. And, and I, I can't get into too much detail. I do struggle a little bit to understand the manufacturer logic in terms of so I was available, right? I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Be that as it may, I'm driving for a Chevy team next year. So there's there's some corporate some politics, politics that go yeah. that go into that, which is fine. But like I look through the list and it's like Simon's available. Um who's driven the you, car? Yeah. You look at um Montoya's available, like those are two bigger risk, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, two heavy hitters that have an extreme amount of experience in the Acura, right? And that's a, it's a very we talked about it on the show before. It's a very very unique car in a lot of respects. Um, and it it can be it can be dominant at Petite, it can be really strong. Um, or as we saw last year, it can be legitimately the last place car in qualifying. So it's it's kind of a hit or miss thing. It's not like it's it's an Acura at, you know, um Watkins Glen or an Acura at Mid Ohio, right? Where it's just so far dominant and and so much better than the Cadillac that even if someone who hasn't driven the car there before or hasn't known the team and won't get a lot of practice, like it's such a level above that you'll probably be all right. So I, I do think Brendan is gonna have a little bit of a a a tough experience. I do think he is more unqualified, but it's certainly, I would say, despite all of the success and the ability and and the capability that the 10 car has and the Wayne Taylor racing team has as being probably the best team on that grid, I do think that they're probably at a small disadvantage.
2: So if you were a betting man, which I know you don't gamble on sports, but if you were a betting man, and let's take emotion out of it. Like, obviously, we know you have a relationship with the 10 guys, but yeah, if you were just a betting man looking at the facts doing what you know which way would you go? I'd still go with the
3: 10. Yeah. Because of one reason. Ricky Taylor. Ricky MFN Taylor. Like he's he's almost unbeatable in in every circumstance. And it's just it's phenomenal for me to 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 say to witness to to be a part of for 3 years being his teammate. Um he is so good. It all things Daytona prototype in every element. Hot tires, cold tires, qualifying, yeah, race pace, traffic, restarts, wet, restarts, yeah. starts,
0: in laps, laps
3: yeah. Television. All of it, man. He is like the benchmark for every single element. Whereas you look at like a Durrani or you look <laughs> at a Renger or whatever, they have very clear strengths and then some very clear weaknesses. I honestly can't think of a weakness that Ricky has. I can't. It's unbelievable. So that's why I would still put my money, I don't bet, but I would put my money on the 10 car.
2: And you'll be watching from the cozy comfort
3: of your couch. And I will be cheering for them and, and hopefully can fans. pull it off because they were so close last year. Um, yeah. Ricky, I mean, through no help of Alex, you know, Ricky and Philippe <laughs> kind of kind of carried, carried the 10 car and, and the results last year. And we were in a position to... It was, again, a winner-take-all situation. It came down to the last corner of the last lap, and Ricky was in second and went for it on sure 31. Did. And sure did. It didn't quite work out, but it was still like he did what he had to do to try, and I think it's going to come down to a very similar situation. And yet again, you've got Ricky Taylor, who's going to go do it, if he
2: it. It's crazy to me that they've got to this position. It's it, For me, there's a cool parallel between the IndyCar's championship this year in the sense that the 60 and the 10 both got to this position in very different ways. The ten has won four races. The sixty has won one. It was the first race of the season. They haven't won since. They've had five other podiums, all second places. Three of them to the ten. But it's 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 like you know you got Joseph Newgarden with five wins and Will with one. Here you got the sixty with just the one win and the ten with four out of nine races. Like that's it's incredible how kind of up and down the ten season's been. So I don't know if maybe that works against them is the consistency the sixties had this year. might be what ultimately helps win it. I don't know. Excuse me. Either way, it's going to be a blast to watch. Please tune in. It's on Saturday. It's on a variety of networks, NBC, USA, Peacock, throughout the the 10 hours of the Petit Le Mans. Um, So it should be fun. Looking forward to being there with all my NBC crew for one last race of the season before uh, we all go our separate ways. Um, And guys, we've got some other cool news coming. The...
3: We have some really cool news. Yeah. Why
2: don't you why do you let us know what's what's coming up?
3: Well, I think the the big thing that we've we kind of joke about, we even touched on it briefly at the start of this episode is like, when does this end? Or a better question is what is off track with Hinch and Rossi going to become? And what are we going to do to a keep our audience, our very loyal audience, um, entertained? And B, what are we going to do to attract new people? And so James Hinchcliffe through his Ever outgoing personality of of being friends with everyone he meets um, that, that annoyingly comes with some good chipper, things. annoyingly annoyingly chipper. chipper, yeah, and people like to hang out with him. So what that does is it opens opportunities for James to pick up the call and say, "Hey, I remember that you had this really sick recording studio put into your place of work. Do you mind if we come use it?" If Alex makes that phone call, they're like, "Huh, the Wings James guy makes that." If James makes that phone call, they're like, "Oh my goodness, it'd be so great!" Blah blah blah. And we can do all these things, and this and this, and we'll get this person there, and that'll be involved. Blah, blah. So, thank you very much, James, for allowing us the opportunity to kind of ride on your coattails as we take this podcast to the next level. Thanks to
2: at Heads and Rico Elmore. So, Rico, uh, he has this incredible it's a podcast studio that he built uh, at the Fat Heads headquarters here in Indianapolis. And he does a show, which is now actually a TV show. It's it's on Map TV, and uh, reached out to him and said, "Hey, man, you know this is what we're looking to do. Would we be able to, you know, rent out your facility or whatever?" Long story short, guys, we got some cool segments coming from the Fathead Studio. It's something we want to make a regular part of the show, and we look forward to sharing with you some of the completely benign, inane antics and discussions that occur in the studio.
3: And that's that's a very good way of putting it, James, because Off Track with Hinge and Rossi really is a motorsport podcast. And we talk about racing. And that is still gonna be our primary goal and function. When we're in the Fathead studio, we're gonna be drunk. Anything it's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be completely off limits talking about the most random things from aliens. Yeah, to let's
4: golf. Yeah. I aliens. think aliens aliens might have to be this week's segment.
2: I mean, if we're gonna yes. if we're gonna kick it off with a bag it's strong. Go stop by our Instagram or our YouTube page. That's where you're going to find these clips from Fathead Studios.
4: Um, these, will be, these will be exclusively done for video. So these won't be on the podcast. This won't be something you can listen to here. We want you to still listen here, and then we want you to go there. So, uh, yeah, basically, we just want your entire day to be centered around us.
2: Right. We're asking a lot of you guys, but, uh, you know we deserve it
4: so
3: and we'll make it worth your while
4: if this goes well, well some... we're gonna wire cameras in alex's house and you can just watch him 24 7
2: yeah it'll be like ed tv remember, yeah. remember ed tv
4: basically i was thinking we don't tell him so it's more like truman show but yeah ed tv works too oh uh, okay okay
2: yeah
3: ed
4: tv was pretty
2: obvious
3: insurance fraud sounds neat my house is on fire now why <laughs> i don't know burned it down
2: <laughs> i don't know some faulty wiring from these cameras i didn't know were in my house yeah
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, hey, Tim, you have any plans this
4: weekend? Uh, I'm going to go to the USC football game.
2: Are you cheering for
4: USC or? Yeah, oh, cheer okay. for my old alma
2: mater. What does alma mater mean? <laughs> Our mother. That's
4: I mean, a literally. weird
2: thing to. Yeah, I was, I was asking for the little literal. I assume it's Latin. I would think so. It's a weird thing to call the school you graduated from. I feel like. I feel like your mom might be a little upset by that.
4: Well, she doesn't play football.
2: Right, right. But I still would be upset if I was a mother that you people would just throw around the term alma mater about their school when, like, the school didn't
4: raise you. That's true. That's true. Didn't birth you? Didn't raise you? I think she'll get over it.
2: I don't think she's thought about it yet. I'm gonna give her a call. You're
4: give her a call. All right. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna call Joan up and let her know that there's something that's been bothering me because it hasn't been bothering her.
4: Well, I would be singing USC's fight song right now, but uh, unfortunately, my alma mater is very litigious, so I'm not going (laughs) to try and do that.
3: I I actually looked it up. It doesn't mean our mother. It means nourishing mother, and I can firsthand tell you that Joan is a very nourishing mother. Yes, USC was
2: not. He's going to say. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, sing sing that song as loud as you want, Tim, because if they come after you, you can countersue for... False advertising by saying alma mater. And not being nourishing? Yeah, exactly. By not living up to the true definition of alma mater. Is it alma mater or alma mater? I've always said alma mater. All
4: right, I'm going to sing it right now. Ready?
2: This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network, and if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though, I have no idea why you would. He's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. The music you heard on this episode is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. You can find him online at hollandpatentpubliclibrary.com. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that, we mean faith.
0: Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards.